cliffcentral.com And it is another episode of Talking Tech on CliffCentral.com where we make tech very, very simple for anybody to understand. Not just those five geeks in the back room, you know how it goes. Um, and today we got very, very cool topics, but before we get into our very, very cool topic, we got to say hello to Rianette, Rianette Leibovitz. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Good to be back. That's good to be back, hey? Huh? Yes. Love, love on a Monday. It's a way to start the week. Coffee and Cliff Central. Best. How wrong can you go, right? Yes. Okay. Good time of the day. Not too early. Yeah, no, no. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> about that. Um, the nice thing about podcasts is obviously you guys can download them and listen to them whenever you feel the urge. When you're running on that treadmill and wondering how to kill time, this is how you kill time. And you learn something. And that's how we do it. So, um, Renette is just as a quick one. She's a cyber health activist. I like that title. Uh, author, speaker, and presenter. How's that? That was good, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Lira. And how do we get a hold of Renette? You get a hold of her on Twitter, which is at Renette. Yep. R-I-A-N-E-T-T-E. And to get a hold of us in the studio, it's at cliffcentral.com on Twitter or the Cliff Central ID on WeChat if you want to get a hold of us. And I'm sure this time you will, um, just like you always do, because today we're talking to the Film and Publication Board, where we're talking about everything that they do, not just the three things you've read about in the paper, because there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. And we want to talk about something called revenge porn. As, as, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everyone's shaking. Yeah, going very exciting now. No, this is not the sex talk on Fridays. Um, Jonty, don't worry. Okay. Um, but we will start off with something called revenge porn that, um, Renette has picked up over the weekend. Tell us yes. about this. Yes. You know what? Revenge porn is not new, but it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. Um, if you consider your digital reputa- reputation management and so, so forth, this is a really big issue, and unfortunately, there are people who are committing suicide because of it, because it goes to such an extent level that you actually don't know what else to do. Some people have to change their names um, just so that sure. they… Oh, so that, I mean, what, what is it? For those who've never heard of this term, let's start there. Okay. What it's is when you are in your relationship, everything's fantastic, Hunky moonlit, Dory, yeah. roses, everything's wonderful. Candlelit you, dinner without Eskom. Mm-hmm. Mm, amazing. Yes, forced <laughs> romanticism and so forth, but… Then, you know, you have, um, you film yourself having sex or you're actually taking photos and so forth. And then when you, when things don't go that well, those images and information is used against you. And there's been cases where people have actually, or say for instance, a man takes those photos and he uploads them to porn sites with mm-hmm. the, with the ex-girlfriend's real name and details. Oh, proper revenge, and basically. That's proper revenge. Mm. And then, you know, what do you do? You take it down from the one, but it just gets put up on the next. Once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. So, yeah, there are cases where people had to actually change their names, sure. their identities. So the good news is that my Microsoft joins efforts to curb revenge porn. Okay. And um, last week, um, Yahoo Tech reported that they announced, Microsoft announced, that it was joining an effort to curb so-called revenge porn by helping victims remove links to sexually explicit images of them posted without their consent. Mm. Now, it's very important, um, and let's hear um, what Jacqueline Bashir said. She's the 
um, Chief Online Safety Officer at Microsoft. She said, mm-hmm. when someone shares intimate images of another person online without that personal consent, the effects is obviously truly devastating. But unfortunately, um, like I said earlier, it, it impacts your relationships, your career, your social activities, and so forth. She said that Microsoft honors the re- requests to take down such content, but that it is now established, or they have established a new reporting page. It's okay. only in English now, available in English, but they, there's a I'm page sure where you can is. report it. And an important thing to remember is it's, they take down the links and your, your name linked to those sure. links. So if you type it in the search engine. However, hmm. your information will still be on those yeah, sites. So that's the thing. I mean, I, I think that's, the, that's what people don't understand is that once you've taken a digital anything, mm. It's now in a format that's so easily shareable. Mm. So if you're taking a picture of your credit card because you don't want to forget the numbers, or you're taking a picture of your you and the wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, ex, whoever, it's so easy for someone to get pissed off, have a drunk yeah. Saturday night out and say, I'm just going to upload this. And then yes. it just spreads like wildfire from there. Yeah, and it actually makes me think about the big story that broke last week again. Also, that you quite, you know, you spoke a lot about it. The Addis, um, oh, Ashley, Ashley Madison. Yes. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, it's 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 exactly that. Is that these guys kind of, you know, look, people have been cheating forever. I mean, this is not new. I mean, technology didn't make this industry happen, but they've just made it a little bit easier yes. for that to happen. And it's exactly that. Is that once you put your digital information into a website. Um, you know, people paid $15 to get their details removed because, you know, they're going through a custody battle or they're about to get busted by their other half. So you pay $15 and they're supposed to have removed all the information from the site. Yes. Um, after the hack, it turned out that all those people who paid the $15, nothing was actually <gasps> removed from the sites. So certain um, information was, but the credit card details, you know, they, they keep yes. it for big data purposes, research, yes. analysis, all that nonsense. Um, so information lives out there. Yeah. And it's going to live out there forever. And there's something called people, there's something called a screenshot. So it doesn't matter with Snapchat mm. and a lot of these facilities that say that you'll be notified if somebody um, makes a copy of your image. It's a screenshot. Once you do it, you've got no control of what happens to that image. Um, and that's absolutely key. So you know, the golden rule is don't take anything that you're not going to be happy being displayed in the front page of a newspaper. Well, if that, if you're happy for you and your private bits to be hanging out everywhere, go for it. <laughs> if this is not your thing, rather don't. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of people who do it, um, and a lot of people actually go, you know, they get the kick out of doing it, you know, it's all part of the fantasy, etc. And then they go and delete it afterwards. That makes sense. Yes. Um, but if you're in, especially if you're not married yet, or if you're in a relationship, relationship goes south very quickly. I mean, marriages go south, but, you know, as well. But relationship do go south. And, is not, I mean, revenge porn. The clue is in the title here. Yeah. You know, people are doing it so that they could take pictures and upload them and they might do it in anger and they might regret it later, but it's too late. Yeah. Once it's online, the stuff is going to spread everywhere. It's true. And it's a, I think it's a good thing for our, for the young people as well to mm. remember because you think you're making a joke at school and, yeah, exactly. you know, taking photos and films and, and then that's uploaded and then, you know, your online reputation, you're going to really. It will come back to yeah, you. Definitely. Um, and especially with electronics, parents don't realize the whole WhatsApp groups that are happening around schools. Um, people are sharing lots of information. So yes, it's about sharing what homework did I miss today? Mm-hmm. Okay, but then they create another group, a private group, um, yeah. and then everything goes south um, if if it's not controlled properly. So I think the rule is, 
whatever you snap, make sure you're happy for it to just be displayed everywhere. And if you're not, rather don't. Yeah. So just basically, what did I say? I said it's called common sense. Unfortunately, it's not so common. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of. You can't buy a, it. A, 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 a big issue. But it's nice that the Microsoft's getting involved. I know, if I remember correctly, I think Google was actually getting involved in that as well. Yes. And a whole bunch of the big search engines. Yes. Are Google, starting to take you. Yeah. It's Google, Twitter, Reddit, and some others yeah, okay. have implemented similar policies. Well, I think it's good that they're also t- doing there, but look, they'll never be able to take it off completely. I mean, let's be clear. But at mm. least they're making the effort to at least be seen as trying to help. Yes. Okay, I suppose. And, and giving the tools, you know, um, to give the platform where you actually can do these things, but then also the tools to be um, yeah. safe. Um, something that happened to me last week was a friend of mine on Facebook, his profile was hacked. And so it was the most horrendous things that got um, posted and I was tagged in those. And so it's just a, re- a reminder sure. for people when you're tagged in something like that, just remove yourself immediately. Um, because again, your name it's is your linked. Sure. And, and besides the reputation, you're part of the, the, um, distribution channel. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. later you could be held liable because you're actually part of that whole mm, channel. Mm, mm. And, um, yeah, so you want to b- remove yourself as soon as possible. Now, and also just on, on, on the tagging issue on Facebook, there is a facility that says that doesn't, that doesn't allow people to tag you in pictures. Yes. You can just disable it. And if you, can, you can tag yourself in a photo once you see it. Um, and by the way, Twitter does that as well, which says nobody can tag you in, in, in photos. So again, controlling your own image is quite critical. Um, yes. I just think people haven't seen the repercussions yet. Um, yeah. unless you've gone to the extreme of having one of those revenge porn kind of, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but hanging everywhere. Um, yeah. but it's good. I mean, I'm glad to see the guys are getting involved. The search engine is obviously key. Um, those porn sites are making a bucket load of money because of these kind of, um, these kind of images. Uh, and there's no sign of them stopping or slowing down or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, that's the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we got to protect ourselves and we've got to educate. All about education is kind of where we're leading to next. Yes. All right. So tell us who, who have we got in studio? I'm so excited to have Janine Raftopoulos here today. She's the manager, um, communications and public education at the Film Publication Board. And she joins us in studio today. So welcome, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. And I think it's such a great segue for what we're about to discuss. Yes, no, we really, we're really happy to have you here today because there's so much to talk about. I mean, one hour is not enough, <laughs> but we're going to touch on some, some hot topics and then also what you're currently busy with as the film publication board. So maybe let's start with just clarifying what's the role and why are, why does the film publication board actually exist? The organization definitely needs to be demystified, particularly since we've recently embarked on the online regulation uh, draft policy. In a nutshell, the Film and Publication Board is the public entity that is tasked with um, protecting children from harmful exposure to images and content, be it online, through films, games, and certain publications that are not sort of um, protected by the press ombudsman. Okay. Uh, and we go about educating the South African public and giving them an opportunity to do so. All right. And um, it was established, uh, when was it established? Well, it was post-1994. Uh, you know, it was a yes. censor, uh, it, it, it actually existed before. But post-1994, it took on a drastic turn in that it moved from the image of a censorship board 
to that of a regulator. Yes. Uh, next year will be 20 years of the Foreman Publication Board, actually, uh, an anniversary. And so I think it's critical now that the image somewhat is still it's seen as a censorship board, yet there's so many other things yes. that we're doing. And the reason why that's important, I think, is because we can, if we look at what, ha- what has happened yeah. and the good things, the good stories that come from the work that's been done, mm-hmm. then it's then it's good to keep that in mind. You know the track record. Yeah. So, um, in terms of how the public benefits, as a parent, I I benefit because I don't need to watch a movie before I show it to my child. I can see, right. okay, it's it's um you know thirteen age restriction or whatever the case might be. But what are the other benefits that you see um, for public? To break it down in its simplest form, if you see the little triangle on any DVD or game that you have with the FPP mm. logo, we're responsible for ensuring that every film or game that comes into the country is actually classified. So it gets a PG rating, 16, 18X, mm. etc. So we inform uh, parents, guardians, teachers, whatever, and then you're able to choose in a very educated way. So when you go to Stoke Kinnicorn and you see that 13 rating, you know that it was us that actually we have trained classifiers that go in through and do so, that. So, so, I mean, what is the actual process? So take us through it. So I want to launch a new game, and I'm at, I want to bring it to South Africa. What's, 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 the, what's the process? Any, any game that is distributed in South Africa has to come through us. So you will send that to the Film and Publication Board. We, our classifiers will then go through it, and there's a whole series of things that it has to go through, whether it's got certain violence elements, language elements, uh, nudity elements, etc. and then we gauge what it is supposed to be, and then we rate it. We then uh, give the game back to you, but you have to pay a processing fee for that. And it's a very nominal fee, but it all ranges depending on, you know, movie houses to your small gamer. Sure. Uh, and then, I mean... Let, let's just talk about the kind of violence for a se- for, for a second. So that's a, so you have that that as a category, and then somebody sits there and says, "Okay, well, I classify this as being extremely graphic or mm-hmm. extremely violent or not at all." Do they have kind of subcategories within them? How does the classification actually work, though? So I mean, because I mean, my impression of a you know of of the way I view a certain scene might be different to the way you view that scene. I think it's very tame. You might think it's very hardcore. Renette mm-hmm. might look at it and go, "Ah, oh, I don't mind. It's kind of somewhere in between." The, the guidelines for classification are actually set about by the South African public. This is why we go on public engagements. So we review them every three years and we go out to the public and say, look, the 13 rating, this has changed. You give us the input. We then set the policy in terms of the guidelines. So it's a very uniform process. And yes, at times you'll have three classifiers in one room. We all have different sure. takes mm-hmm. on what violence is or isn't. But this is why these guidelines, which are a pretty thick, you know, mm-hmm. book, help them, guide them in terms of how are we supposed to arrive at our 13? So it sets, you know, very set guidelines in which they operate in. And, and yeah. you mentioned three in a room. Are they, mm-hmm. do they all look at the same film or the same game? It, it's not necessarily three. Sometimes well, it's, it's sh- two. Yeah, okay. you all have to go through the same game right. at the same time. Okay. And then you're literally marking and checking it off. And then that report is handed in, and then it is given back to that particular distributor to say, this is how we arrived at our rating. That person has the opportunity to appeal. Oh, right. Yes, they do have the op- – and we have seen appeals happen. Mm-hmm. And that then goes to the appeals tribunal board, and they will, they'll either rule against us or rule in favor of us. Something okay. that I think that's really good and that I've learned from you before is mm-hmm. that um, the people rotate quite often, am I right? Yeah. Because you get – you almost get used to violence. Well, you get desensitized. You can. Yes, that's but, the word, yeah. And the fact that uh, – what I also like is the fact that you look at moral issues. Yes, 
So it's not just, you know, straightforward um, things like violence and so forth. Something that stood out for me when I watched a film like, um, and this is for kids, you know, like um, The Croods, for instance, the scene where the granny is running around and everybody's running around and they set the field on fire and then the popcorn, um, there's, there's actually corn that pops mm. and for a three-year-old that's very realistic i mean <laughs> i'm gonna set the you know i'm so, gonna th- st- put the popcorn outside and set mm. the place alight mm. and then um let's see what happens so i think we forget that the different levels of the age levels interpret things differently so as parents we mustn't just say oh it's not that bad. Let's just let them watch it after we've been told, listen, there is an age restriction or parental guidance and so forth. I think you've touched on a couple of important things. Firstly, the classifiers, we rotate them every three years. And they're ordinary citizens like you and me mm-hmm. that have to go through training. And we're looking to actually formalize that training into a one-year program with UNISA sure. so that people can actually yeah. go and be accredited for it. Okay. Uh, so there are job prospects that we're actually looking. So this you know, becomes a real career for people. Uh, secondly, children do not have the ability to decipher reality from fiction. Mm. This is why it's critical that mm. we ensure that stuff is classified and regulated. You see issues of them jumping off roofs because they saw Hulk Hogan do that. <laughs> yeah, and right. we've had some serious tragedies. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But is it, is it always just about the kids though? No, it's, 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 you spoke about revenge porn. I mm. mean, uh, that's a typical case where, we have people coming to the film and publication book because you're allowed to report stuff. If you see images or violence or what you think is child pornography online or you suspect, you can report it to us and then we deal with the necessary legal authorities to get to the bottom of that case. Um, revenge porn, for example, we had a particular woman whose soccer player boyfriend mm. decided to post images and we know what had happened. I believe she, there is a legal recourse. You are allowed to take the case to SAPS, mm. particularly if the content was distributed without your consent. Yes. Uh, because it's a violation of your constitutional right. Yes. You can then file the charge and then, you know, you go from there. So think before you send. You've been saying the sure. right things. Think before you send because you can be implicated in, you know, Furthering this and really further damaging that person's personal reputation, that you know the morality that goes behind it. Sure. Mm. It's it, it's all important to think about and yeah. the psychological effects that they have. The young girl in Jules High School, um, the three boys filmed mm. having sex with her. Mm. She committed suicide last October. Yes. You mentioned suicide. Yes. And we do our back to schools program. We we go into schools and talk about classification, the importance, and particularly now we've got. Uh, Paperless classrooms. Yes. Uh, We have to go in and talk about the safety of being online because they have access to the Internet. And a lot of teachers are saying, please come and help us. Most of our kids are spending the time looking at porn online. Yes. And we really have to go in and educate. It's a growing problem. So is sexting. So is cyberbullying. So is hate speech. Mm. All, you know, within the schools. So this is why our back-to-school program is so important. So so is that one of your programs that that has come come out of the full and publication book? Yes, that's one of the programs we do. We have constantly have online monitors that are looking at the online space all the time. Uh, We go to shows like Sexpo, Mm. like Rage. We're now going to the Luries because we need to build that relationship with the creatives. You know, let's Mm. see. Because the online space is becoming sure. so important, yes. uh, how can we work together versus be seen as this quote-unquote censorship board? Uh, we came back from the Durban International Film Festival, uh, again, building relationships and having a roundtable discussion about distributing your film online, for example. So we're making inroads in many ways, shapes and forms as part of our outreach program. And what was the, the attitude like with that roundtable? Um, 
we, we embarked on this in March and uh, earlier I spoke about initially it was a positive sentiment. It then moved to very neutral and we're sitting at a more negative to positive right now right. simply because I think people fear that we're going to go in and monitor every Facebook, Twitter post, Instagram, which is virtually impossible. Okay. The FBB is not interested in that. We're interested in those that distribute content and, you know, they have to play their part. Like you say, Microsoft is playing their part. Yes. Google is playing their part to ensure that uh, they are monitoring and they're ensuring that, you know, content is being regulated and monitored. So before we carry on with this um, discussion, I've got an email from a guy called Dean, and he says it's amazing about the perception. I mean, how you describe something makes a big difference. Yes. So he sends the message in saying, if there was a movie where a man's wife was brutally murdered shortly after giving birth, leaving his son physically disabled, and in a twisted turn of events, the son was kidnapped, and his father was chased or kidnapped a thousand of miles with a mentally disabled woman to get him back. You certainly wouldn't think that would be appropriate, but that's finding Nemo. <laughs> so uh, wow. you think about it. You know, it's all how you look at things. Uh, yeah, yeah right. should be I, a didn't, I didn't think of a clownfish you while you were describing that. Do you know? Um, so it's again, it's saying, yeah. showing you right. that you know what, what you look at one way. Um, you know, and saying here's a cute little kids' movies. Um, somebody might look at it as a family's brutally murdered and he- oh. mentally disabled child. You know, you know, it's like one of those. It's all about perception. Uh, we'll be back right this. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Subanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Subanya Gold, we are one. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Leon Segev, on cliffcentral.com. And we are back and we are in studio talking about the Film and Publication Board and their role in South Africa, which is much more than everyone makes it out to be as just a censorship organization. So we're trying to get to the bottom of it with Janine. And Rianette is my co-host today, who's keeping us kind of in line, making sure we're on track. Thank you for doing that. No problem. She, she looks quite strict, hey? Sure. <laughs> you got to see her. <laughs> um, you can check out all that information on the cliffcentral.com site, and you can download the podcast um, in case you happen to be doing something else today. I'm not really sure why you would do something else on a Monday <laughs> between 10 on. and 11. Come on. This is like yeah. a show to listen to. Yes. All right, so just before the break, we were talking about um, kind of the various roles that the Film and Publication Board um, tends to play, and we started touching on the fact that it was seen still as a censorship organization. Um, but we have spoken of the fact that they do amazing stuff in schools and how they train kids to do bigger, better, understand the reality of being in this kind of digitally connect- connected world. Yes. Obviously, the hot topic is kind of what everybody is, is, is has latched onto. Will we get censored now when we go online? If I put a tweet on, will I get an email from you to say, see attached fine? You know, how to, how, um, so let, let's, let's, let's start unpacking, un, unpacking that. Take us through this whole online regulation policy that's just kind of been in draft form. Sure. It, it is in draft form. And I think that's important for people to realize. Uh, we, we launched on the 3rd of March, uh, where we started engaging public across South Africa in public debate for them to give us feedback. Uh, why do we have the policy? It's amazing how much it has opened up debate in South Africa. Mm. Uh, it's critical. Every single country is actually in the same 
position as we are. How do we regulate the online space? Uh, our mandate is primarily to protect children from uh, harmful exposure, mm. uh, you know, in line with child protection, uh, violence of games, uh, certain violence and sexual scenes in films, etc. And currently, as it stands, the FPB has concentrated mainly on physical platforms like the actual sure. DVD in the film. Yes. We now have to go into the online space with the way technology is moving. Who is regulating that? How are we protecting, protecting ourselves, revenge-born children from, you know, I don't know, uh, chat rooms and yes. et cetera, you name it. So in and around it, the Film and Publication Board went to Brazil, the UK, Australia. We went to see how they're doing it, how they're grappling with it, how they're struggling with it, just like we are. And we borrowed, you know, best practices from them to put together our draft policy. Okay. Now that is in out there, and we've received about 500 submissions from industry, wow. internet service providers, the MTNs, the Googles of this world, uh, people like you and me, gamers, etc. For the most part, the submissions have been negative because I think uh, criticism of the policy, it's very loose in its language. And I think this is why we needed to do that. Give us what you think right. we should do. Yes. Okay, so the important thing is here is that, first of all, I mean, just to kind of put any misconception out there, mm -hmm. it's not rule. At, of law at the moment. No. It is draft. Yes. So the idea with the draft policy being made public is so that people can look at this and say, I disagree on the following points and make your submission. Exactly. It's no point bitching and moaning on a Sunday and a braai about this policy and then doing nothing about it. Yes. yes. If you've got something to say, say it. That's the idea with, 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 with exactly. a draft policy. Um, if it was just kind of made into law with nobody, I mean, I like etols, for example. Yes. The, the entire country would have been up in arms, and that'll be the end, right. the end of that discussion. But it's not that. It's that saying, "Look, I've read the policy. I've enough, I care enough, first of all, to read it." So let's start there. Most people haven't read it, haven't even remotely even known where to look, but they've picked on on a newspaper article, and they've kind of used that as your as your platform. Yes. Okay. Um, and and I love those Sunday bitch and moan sessions, as I love to call them, um, <laughs> because they mean nothing. Uh, you know, it makes you feel good that you've had a say, but you have a said to the wrong people who can do nothing about this. Yeah. So um, let, let, let's ask the question, where, what's, what state is that policy in at the moment? It's draft, are, the draft, are the submissions closed now? Can you still submit? Yes. Submissions were closed on the 15th of July because okay. uh, it was a 90-day period right. after it was gazetted. Um, I think it's important to note that we did have a meeting with the Press Council of South Africa, and organizations registered under the Press Council will be exempt Okay. They will be exempt. So I think this shows that the FPB is indicating that we are moving to a more form of less censorship and a, d a democratic process here. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's showing good faith on our behalf. Yeah. Uh, what happens now? We now have to go through all the submissions and you know it's a daunting task. Some of them are really reams. many pages, yeah, so, so. reams, etc. Mm -hmm. And some are just blatant and downright we hate you, etc. Which okay. is their democratic well, right, quite frankly. Sure. Uh, we then go through that and then we have to take inputs and then take a look at, we've asked people to give solutions. We yes. can't have the actual answers ourselves. If you hate it, tell us why, why? Yeah, and sure. what are you proposing to do differently? I, I think that's the key here, is, is that this tech world is so new. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, realistically speaking, this is a, is a couple of years old, um, and the fact that you're actually already looking at that um, should be commended not uh, mm. a, a, as well. If you think about it, a lot of our problems that we have in this country – Call it Uber. I mean, my favorite topic at the moment, you know, which the government hasn't been able to keep up. Regulation hasn't been able right. to keep up. Mm. And now these are companies creating employment and jobs um, around the country. 
And I've been shut down left, right, and center because regulations so outdated. Right. And now they've got to be registered under this organization and that. So this at least this is a way to say, look, we acknowledge the online space. Exactly. Now we need to be able to protect ourselves. So you could insert the word um, censor and you can replace it with the word protect. Um, yes. It's just depending on which frame of mind you're coming, you're coming in at. Um, I think those people who are already negative without a solution, well, you know, you've got to say to yourself, if you have kids, Okay, and this is the kind of, I always break it down to that, to that level. So people who are 18 and older, who, who technically, inverted commas, can think for themselves, yeah, right, <laughs> um, should be able to say, look, I want to watch this content or I don't. Right. Okay. But the kids who are, don't have that ability yet, someone's got to be able to give us some sort of a guideline to say, yes, this is good. Oh no, this is, this is going, this is not so, so great. Um, and I think that's kind of where, the, where, where an important role mm-hmm. is. The question is how? Yeah. Okay. Because the space is so wide. Anyone with a cell phone can take a video, can take a, a picture, can send a message. Um, are you going to be able to monitor this? The short answer to that is no. Okay. Uh, let, let's be honest. How do we monitor? I mean, when we had an industry engagement strictly for industry and Google got help and gave us a sense of just how much material mm. is coming in by the second, by the minute. Yes. And we all sat there going, how do we possibly do this? But something needs to be done. I think the general consensus is we must put something in place. But the how? We are pro- going to be procuring uh, IT infrastructure uh, to assist. Okay. And this is why the co-regulation model is critical. Everybody has to play their role, and the fee that we have to charge uh, is another co- bone of contention because a gamer who's up and coming doesn't want to pay the 750000 that Google can pay with their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be re- re-looked at, and we acknowledge that. Do we exempt up-and-coming gamers because it, ki- un- it kills you know, an employment, kills sure. an industry, yes, yes, yes. which is thriving? I mean, we saw it's, it's going to be – it is a billion-dollar industry. So, you know – that's the, the the question. How do we do this uh, co-regulation as well as procuring the right infrastructure? But it's not an easy question to yeah. answer, as but you can it's imagine. It's a process. So it is a process. And I think over the years, yeah. yeah. I think the one thing that I've seen firsthand, um, I've traveled to China for a couple of times now, mm. uh, and, and this is where you see, I mean, proper censorship. I mean, I've got amazing internet access, but you can do nothing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're using the local servers or the local mm. infrastructure, you can do nothing. You cannot get into Google. You cannot get onto, um, you know, Twitter. You can't go into Facebook. You can do nothing. Um, and then we've got to use software. We've got to use mm. um, encryption keys. We've got to use like VPNs, very specific ways mm. to get around it to break through the so-called Chinese firewall, mm. um, just to be able to do anything. Um, and even then, they've even, um, you know, clamped down even more. So I think the one big fear is that people have is, the, is, is exactly that. All of a sudden, I want to go to a certain website and you telling me that site is not appropriate. Mm. Is it going to be that kind of, um, that kind of on off situation? In other words, you're going to say, um, we don't allow this site in South Africa. I think for that to take place, um, it's only fair that – let me just take you a step back. We do have a training coordinator that will be working with the big um, ISPs mm. and distributors to train them so that there's a uniform sort of classification how we approach it. Okay. Um, if, for example, we notice that a particular distributor is constantly having different ratings to mm-hmm. us, we will have to monitor that situation. And then we start to – then we'll ask them to review their material. Okay. And if there's a vast difference, we need to either implement, you know, 
different training methods or programs. Alternatively, they continue to violate. Then we have to look at what you've just mentioned. You know, do we need to really pull the site offline? Because keep in mind, on the opposite spectrum, we're having people sending in complaints sure. either through, through our pro child website anonymously or calling us anonymously. It also depends on how South Africans are viewing this content. Are they complaining enough about it? Sure. Is it violating people? There's a lot of factors we need to take in consideration. It's not just going to be an on and off switch. Okay, yeah. so I mean, we're getting a lot of kind of um, malintegration, like something like an Ashley Madison site. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, you might not morally agree that that's a good thing right. to have. You know, but 37 million people, right. or 175,000 South Africans, think it's fun. Right. You know, so how does the form and publication board will play into that kind of specific incident? I'm sure our online monitors are aware of that site, sure. and I'm sure they've registered because they need to go in. We're looking specifically at our mandate. Our children. Being exploited. So is it all about the children? It's it's predominantly about children, but also we protect all South Africans. So okay. I, maybe a woman comes on and says, "My hun- my husband has posted me on the site. It's right. not me, etc." No, no, she sense. comes through and complains Correct. to us. We then go directly to Ashley Madison and say, "You know what? Can you work with us?" Sure. Immediately, most of the times, they pull that no, offline absolutely. or they look into it. That's what, think, that's what we do with anyone, Facebook, with Twitter, with everybody. We have great working relationships with them. The guys who are legit. Like yeah. the brand names that you've right. mentioned are proper brand names. Exactly. Okay. It's not in their interest to have this kind of you know, crap running on their site. Yeah. And if somebody does complain, they, they will work with you and they will take off. Um, I suppose I, I'm assuming um, most people will have absolutely no issue if there's a child pornography site. Yeah. That thing should be not just taken down, but they should all be shut at dawn in front of the townspeople as far as I'm concerned. Um, but no one's going to have an issue with that. You know, Why did you take down that porn, the, you know, that child porn site? Um but people do have an issue when it comes to, well, my preferences are, I don't know, um, whoops and ch- uh, whatever. Um, yeah. And, and I think people are very much worried that as soon as you start regulating, in inverted mm. commas, what I'm allowed to or not allowed to, isn't that censoring what I can and can't do? Well, if it's consenting adults, we it's your democratic right to go into that space, to put up that website, as long as the two people are consenting right. and what goes mm. up. Yeah. If one person isn't, rest assured, that person's going to raise sure. hell. If they don't, they're stupid. Well, okay. So, yeah. that's, okay, so that's You know, key. it's common sense. So, but that, oh, as I, said, I know, not you did so say, common. <laughs> you did say, um, but, yeah, but, but, uh, but you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's, that's a key message that people need to understand, hmm. is that if you're not happy with something, Okay. There is a process to follow. There is a place to go and report. And report it. And that's And awesome. then make somebody, and somebody has got an interest to protect you. Yes. From being further yes. uh, abused, exposed, all of, all, all of the above. Now, let's talk that. How do people do that? Um, www.fpb.org.za. You can go to our website. There's numbers to call. You can go online and report it. It's all anonymous. You give us as much detail as you can, the site, who was involved. We then go in, and our online monitors are trained to – it's got to, again, meet certain criteria. Yeah. We will then take it either directly to Facebook, Twitter, Google, whatever, and raise it as a concern. Uh, that person then, if it is, I think, detrimental enough to their – person, they're allowed to open a case for SAPS. We don't do that. Right. We can refer yes. that to SAPS. Yes. We did that the other day. I'll give you an example. Uh, computer lab, a guy turned in his computer. It wasn't working. They went into it and found child porn. Oh. They immediately came to us and said, look, we have this scenario. What do we, do with this? we then brought SAPS in. Sapsin had to look at it. We're at an arm's length. It's right. our responsibility to protect that sure. citizen. That was a very responsible business owner who came in and said, I don't like what I see. What do I do about this? 
hand yes. it over to the right uh, law enforcement people, and it goes from there. And I'm glad you, we will speak about um, child pornography and some mm-hmm. um, campaigns that you run there, but, I mean, they had to. By law, you're supposed to. Yes. The moment you see or you find child pornography, you yes. you, you have to actually yes. report, report it. it. But it's so wonderful to know that there is a place for people to go. Yeah. Um, because from a safety net point of view, the organization that I represent, you know, you've got people falling from cyberspace, but where do they actually go? So it's wonderful to be able to recommend, you know what, go to yeah, this site, sure. um, you know, report it there and you'll get additional help. Um, but we also need to say in terms of the whole problem around censorship and so forth, mm. if you go to any dating site or any site that's suppo- or aimed at adults, you have to tick the box that yes. says, I am old enough to do this. And it's like WhatsApp. WhatsApp's actually, you need to be over eight, uh, 16, 16 to use yeah. it. Yeah, parents don't know that. that. Parents don't know that. <laughs> but I, th- I think one of the, we, we keep on talking about the whole porn industry, and mm. I mean, that seems to be the thing. Um, Simon brings up a good point about hate speech. Um, so, um, especially like during the, the recent kind of Middle East conflict, the whole Israel-Palestine thing, um, you know, people were um, creating WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups mm-hmm. um, now with different views. You know, obviously there's extremes on both sides. Right. And and people kept on reporting those to Facebook to say they don't like what they see. Now, what I don't like versus what is considered hate speech could be two different things. Right. How do yeah. you guys manage the difference between the two? Um, maybe if I can give an example of the – we recently received a DVD from the States um, where it was an American – thought leader, if you will, and he was inciting hate speech against Muslims. Um, the person sitting across there could agree, the person classifying, that might be their personal right. But we are governed by our mandate right. and South Africa's constitution. We go directly to the law. We don't just pull it out of thin air. Mm-hmm. So if it violates the constitution and if it is not within our mandate, we have the right and we are the legal body to do so, to say that cannot be shown in South Africa. That person then can then go to the appeals tribunal if they want, and if to. They want to. They can follow the process. So the whole mm. thing is that the mandate, I mean, you're, it, it's, it's the manual. Yes. I mean, for that. It's, for, it's, for our that, it's yes, no. Blueprint, yeah, uh, so whether to. my personal view on this could right. be, I might completely agree. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I've got to go through this the due process. This is why we have that mandate in our constitution. And that's why I suppose that's why there's always more than one person. Yes. Okay, so that you could you, exactly. you, you, you could have it's that. a fair right. process. So Simon, I hope that answers your question on that. Um, all right, I think from 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 the, the important bit, what, what's the next step? So the draft policy has been set out. People were able to do their submissions. Mm-hmm. You've spoken. You've, you've mentioned you've spoken to the press council. Yes. Tell us just a little bit more about that. So if you're part of that council, we've had a meeting with. Um, uh, IAB, the press council, very, you know, industry bodies where they've raised their concerns and we've taken them. The press council came through and said, you know, uh, we currently monitor anyways. Mm-hmm. And how do we know that you'll be able to classify the content in time if there's a breaking news story? Very valid question. Sure. You know, we can't do it in yeah. six seconds just where something's breaking. Uh, so we've said to them, you know, the onus is on you, we think, you know, and we want to have a formalized agreement in place and we're working towards that for them to regulate and monitor the space themselves. So, okay. so it sounds a lot of this has got to, so does it, is it a lot of it starts with complaint? In other words, somebody's got to lodge a complaint against a site, against a URL, yes. against an email, and then based on that complaint, then you guys kick in. Somebody can do that or our online monitors pick it up. I'll pick it up anyway. Yes. We're okay. constantly doing that all the time. And you also have recourse to come and lodge your complaint. Okay. And then a question from Mark on Twitter who says if he's got a blog, uh, and that applies to me as well, I've got a blog, um, 
do I have to apply to you to say, hey, listen, check at me, I'm fine, and get yeah. some sort of nod of approval? Or do I just carry on doing my bit, and if somebody complains, then I've got to deal with you? Carry on doing your bit. Uh, we don't have time to check all bloggers <laughs> in South Africa. Let's be realistic. There's only three. <laughs> three good ones. Do your bit. Be responsible. You you know the rules and laws within the industry that you deal with. Let's be honest. You go in and you research something when you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, that citizenship, you know, we call it – if you think about the responsibility you have when you share content mm-hmm. online, I mean, people don't take that lightly. I, I think the responsible people don't. And I think yeah. that, that's the kind of where the gray area is because anybody can publish anything, anything. And that's the issue. And that's why we need people like us in place who is checking those blind mm. spots, so to mm. speak. I think, um, before I forget, it's important. The FPB is having a conference in October uh, 12th to 14th uh, where we're going to be speaking about the online regulation policy. We're inviting international bodies, SADC and some African countries okay. because South Africa is the only country that actually regulates films and games and other countries sort of take what we classify and then they show it in their countries. Oh, right. But Good. there's been huge interest in our online policy. What are you guys doing? How are you doing it? Because we're a member of InHope, which is an international organization that looks at child protection and they want to expand into Africa and we're currently only African country that's a member. That's very significant yes. because Africa is now looking to us and what we're doing, how we're doing it, the issues that we're encountering. So it's in, the conference is going to be important. So please look out for it. Our website will be live soon. Where is it going to take place? It's here at uh, Misty Hills. Okay. Uh, 12 to 14 October. Okay. Yeah. Great. No, and you'll be able to register and do all that sort of stuff. But, but I, think, I think people need to be, if, if you're that serious about this, yeah. this is where you've got to be involved. Yes. Um, this is your opportunity. This is the opportunity to yeah. have a chat and just get it, you know, get it directly rather than um, after it's been disseminated 15 yeah, times yes. and everyone had their 10 cents worth about their views. Yes. Um, hear it directly because this is all news. I mean, at the end of the day, there was a big misconception saying every single site is going to be monitored and you'll make the decision whether it's acceptable in the country or not. That's clearly not the case. No. No, it's not the case. And, you know, like I said, it's impossible to do that. Not even the, the Americans yeah. can do that sort of thing. And, Liran, you touched on something important earlier. This is all new. And tomorrow there's something new that happens right. online. You know, it's... You never know what to expect, so it's kind of like being reactive. Yes. And that's why I think it's good that you are engaging with the public in the way you do. Yes. And um, But it has to move quite fast because by the time <laughs> you don't want to have the policy in place and then it's old news. You know, like we say, technology changes so fast. This policy might, sure. it, you know, it could be redundant in six months' time Absolutely. for all we know because who knows what Apple might come up with. Or, sure. Uh, but, but, but somebody's got to, I mean, there's a body that what I'm getting from this is that there's a body that you can go to and say, I'm unhappy with X. Yes. Help me deal with it. But also on the flip side, I'm unhappy with what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Can I engage you because I think I have an idea on how to do it? You know, we're, we're not a one. No. It's not a one way approach mm-hmm. since we are a public entity. Are you under the government at all? And yes, we're under the Department work? of Communications. Communication. They, we do report to them. Okay. And, uh, well, know, I mean, the, the reason I'm the asking, because it's, uh, I mean, we've spoken to so many government officials yes. who say, come and talk to us, but you seem to be the only one who actually is actually following through as well. You know, <laughs> you know? I'd, I'd say we are, because Right to Know came and they handed a petition. Uh, they put out a press statement. We acknowledged with the press statement. We acknowledged their petition, and they said we, they are one of the f- we are one of the few organisations mm, in the existence that actually are open to engaging them. Wow! What, what is happening with that campaign? The right to know campaign. Yeah, yeah. I think it has now got eighteen thousand signatures. I think uh, you know they they're very 
radical, forward-thinking, free-thinking mm-hmm. organization. And they have the right to be. I think democracy is important. But at the same time, we need to think of the full 360, and we're trying to balance this. Right, right. We yeah. can't just have all freedom of, ex- of yeah, expression well, and speech and nothing on the other side. I mean, we've seen that go horribly wrong elsewhere yes. around the world yes, where where it is too much freedom of expression. Yes. Um, and it, it radicalizes the country and the people, and it doesn't just doesn't end well. Yeah, uh, they, they invite, they asked us to come back to Kailicha for a second engagement, and we did so. They've been at every single public engagement, and no. we've addressed, tried to address all the questions that mm. they have. We've been at every single media interview where they are sort of, you know, giving a different side to the policy. We've engaged them and other people that are either for the policy or equally as radical against it. Okay. That's good, yeah. But, I mean, it's nice. I mean, like, like, let's be honest, you're not going to please everyone all the time. No. That's just never going to happen. Okay. We have to have laws. Oh, funny that, like, funny. like almost Imagine like they're that. on a country, right? Oh, yeah. um, boundaries. Boundaries, but I think uh, boundaries are important. I mean, um, as we say to the, you, know, to, you can see, uh, and I take it back to the from a kid's point of view, the kids who have got no boundaries, okay, react very, very differently to the kids who are, have got parents who have set boundaries, yes and yes. no. Kids need that. Somebody needs to look out for them because they can't make up their mind themselves at that age. Exactly. Uh, but I think a lot of it actually does translate well to online as well, where, yes, you might have a freedom to go into your browser. In this country, we are lucky that we do have Internet access and we can browse any site that, any site that we want. But there's certain things that should not be allowed, full stop. Yeah. I mean, end of story. I mean, we've seen so many cases of people buying online you know, pharmaceuticals, yes. um, diet pills, and lending up dead. Ponzi schemes. Yes. Well, Ponzi yeah, yeah, schemes. Yeah, yeah. So we, we keep on talking about the sexually kind of side sure. of it, but it's the hate speech. It's kind of those kind of protections of – bullying. Stalking. All of the above. Mm. So if you're involved in that kind of case, at least there's a body – that you know, you might want, not want to go to your local police station because they might not understand what on earth you're right. talking about. But you guys do. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least you someone to speak to, someone who understands your pain, who understands the level of technology that needed to be mm-hmm. understood, and you'll advise people how to take it forward. So, I mean, it, the website is your first point of call, I suppose. Yes, uh, website is there, contact details are there, and then we put you in touch with the right people. Uh, we have, you know, child protection specialist who. If we deem it important and mm-hmm. we gone through all the checks, the child protection specialist will go in and work with that particular school. I'm off to PE end of this week. With three children were involved in a child pornography ring. And we've been working with them the entire year, gaining their trust. Uh, it's now going to court. So mm, we're going sure. to see the, uh, the judge as well as the children just to see how they're doing and how they're getting along because it's now going to court. Oh, that's fantastic. Well uh, yeah. done. So, but that's something I want to commend you on because I've, I've had the privilege to be involved in some of the campaigns right. you do with uh, specifically the, the youth. Safety net, yes. And um, what I like is the fact that you really engage with the youth. You you get them in the same room and it was fascinating. I want to share just quickly. Um, Safer Internet Day is always the second week, second month, second day of the year mm-hmm. and um, there was a campaign where a whole bunch of schools were invited and it was quite interesting when they saw a short film and they had to actually rate it yes and um the yeah the way they rated it was actually more strict than exactly. we thought it would be but just to have that dialogue that info from the kids from the youth um you did the same with a gaming round table i yes. think that's where we many times we we forget we try to make decisions on their behalf but by engaging them on that level it's actually real time data that we can use and they come up with solutions i love that completely part. Uh, to go back to the gaming round table 
the St. Stithians boys who were there yes, said there is not enough regulation going on in the gaming space. And they were far more for a classification regulation than the actual gaming representatives. Um, it is, you know, Safer Internet Day where we had the Google Hangout. Mm. But it was interesting to see because we had Nigerian schools link up with Kenyan, link up with South yes, Africans. And just how all three different countries rated and classified differently yeah. because of different cultural norms, etc. But true. for the most part, when we go in and we do these classification exercises with schools, they rate the movie a much higher rating than we do. Yeah. They stay far more strict, as you say. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I, and I want to say, um, I invite people to go to your website. Yes. Because there's so much information. There's research. The draft policy yes. is there. There's, there's a lot. And then obviously the page where you can report pornography. Yeah. I think we can take this discussion for yet another two hours because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much to talk about, which makes a lot of sense for a lot of us. Yes. Um, no, thank you for coming in because this makes it real. And I think a lot of this public engagement kind of does demystify a lot of the rubbish that's out there. Yeah. And then you get kind of a one-on-one discussion happening. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for sharing the knowledge with us. We've got a lot of people who are um, feeling now a little bit more relieved. Good. Um, as I'm seeing from my, mes- from my messages here. Um, yeah. And I think we've just got to keep an eye on the space. Obviously, we'll want to understand more as things and things develop if you can keep us uh, sure. posted and, and, and updated. Um, Renette, I'm sure she's going to keep an eye on you or two hours and, <laughs> and, and make sure you'll keep us updated. Um, so thank you for coming in again and for co-hosting with me today. It's been My quite pleasure. a... I love the topics. Um, and that's pretty much a wrap from us. If you want to get a hold of the Foreman Publication Board, what's the website again? www.fpb.org.za And then Renette, your site and your um, contact details? At Renet, but you can go to safetynet, it's S-A-V-E-T net dot com. Alright, and otherwise get a hold of me, it's at Liron underscore S-E-G-E-V or thetechyguy.com. Until next week, that's us. Thank you. Thank you. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Liron Segev on cliffcentral.com.